Turn with me this morning, please, to James chapter 1 and get ready. (laughs) Prepare yourself. (laughs) Let's pray, actually, and um, you don't want to just hear from me today. I don't want to just hear from me. We want to hear from him and see him. And I will present myself to him, yield to him, and so will you, right? To hear him and see him. And so you're not just listening to me, you're listening for him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree is touching this, asking you for utterance. Asking for the moving of your spirit in us and among us. Open our eyes and our ears and our heart and our mind. We're asking for a supply of the Spirit and for the anointing that teaches and enlightens and exactly what you know we need to see and know and do right now. The most important things for now. We ask for it. And we purpose not to cast it aside or, or forget it, but by your grace to put it into practice, to be a doer thereof. And we know when we do, we will be blessed because you are faithful, ever faithful to watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Say it out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer of the word of God. Thank you, Lord. That's the people who get results. In James, the first chapter, James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, My brethren, Count it all joy. Yay. (laughs) Joy. (laughs) When you fall into divers temptations. Really? Can you do that? Can you? (laughs) Obviously. Now, if it felt like joy... Seem like joy, look like joy, you wouldn't have to count it. <laughs> joy. Because it's not all fun and joy, it's temptations and trials. Tests, that word's translated tribulations, challenges, trials. Can your response to challenges and trials be joy? Carnal people. Act like they feel. Spiritual people act like they believe. No matter how they feel. (laughs) See, carnal people, if they feel mad, they act mad. If they feel sad, they act sad. If they feel upset, they act upset. Spiritual people do what? They can feel challenged and shout with joy. They can be tempted to worry and fear, but they let peace fill them. They can feel like slapping somebody and speak words of love to them in soft tones. Huh? That's being spiritual. Well, even when you're in the middle of challenging situations... 
You don't have to throw up your hands and and cry and, and act desperate. You can actually count it all joy. And next verse tells you how you're going to do it. Knowing the reason you can count it joy is because you know something. You got inside information about this thing. Other folks are looking on the outside. That's all they see is external goings ons. But you got some other info. (laughs) You know that this trial, this tribulation is not going to be your undoing. It's not going to be your demise. It's just going to be something that puts a shine on your faith. That the trying of your faith works patience. Keep reading. And let patience have her perfect complete work. Now let's stop right here. Have you noticed in the scriptures that patience and faith go together? We're going to see it more for the mornings out, but patience is a constant companion with faith. You see one, you're going to see the other every time. Patience. Now, when we say patience, we need to define what we're talking about. What is patience? What's patience? A lot of people think of it as passive, passive waiting to see what might happen. Absolutely not. Waiting unhappily, uncomfortably, because you can't do anything else. And waiting to see how it's going to turn out. That's not faith and it's not patience either. Not Bible patience. When you're in faith, you already know how it's going to turn out. You're not waiting to see how it's going to turn out. You already know how it's going to turn out because you've already heard from him. Where's the patience come in? The word patience literally means, if you look up the words that are translated patience, it literally means cheerful endurance. It's endurance, but it's that word's key too, isn't it? Cheerful. Cheerful endurance. Say it out loud, cheerful. Cheerful. Endurance. Endurance. The NIV says it like this. You know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The complete Jewish Bible says the testing of your trust produces perseverance. The testing of it. The trying of it. It's not a a passive waiting, it's a cheerful enduring. Enduring what? Enduring the passage of time, enduring the contradictory circumstances, enduring everything that's telling you it's not working and it's not going to happen. You got to endure that. Did you know we don't have any more faith than we do patience? Usually get that response <laughs> when I say it. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Absolutely sure. You'll see it as we keep going. You don't have any more faith than you do patience. Why? 
Because it's not enough to just believe God. You got to believe God until. As long as it takes. You can believe God like a house of fire for a month and a half and quit and give up. You get the same results as if you hadn't believed God at all. It's not just starting. Anybody remember Jesus talking about the, the parable of the sower sowing the word and the seed. And he talked about one type of ground, stony ground, that didn't have much earth, didn't have much depth. Didn't have much depth. Did you hear that? How they got it, they rejoiced, they got excited. It sprung up quickly, but it endured just a little while. Because when persecution came for the word's sake, they were offended they got disappointed, they got disgruntled, they got discouraged, they quit. Why? You got to have some depth for your roots to go deep so you can hang on when it goes long. Somebody say, hang on when it goes long. Because there are times it will. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's part of it. And there are numerous reasons why we're going to touch on some of them. Keep reading. He said, knowing that the trying of your faith, the testing of your trust, works patience, produces perseverance. It doesn't give you patience. It works it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? How do you develop in patience? How do you get patience? Well, things that try your patience work it. And if you exercise your patience, it will develop. Just like a a muscle, you work it against the resistance of a weight, it will develop. It will get bigger, it will get stronger. Do you want your patience to get bigger and stronger? Many folks don't think they care. They think, "Mm, patience is not really my strong suit, but you know, I got other good qualities. (laughs) Now listen, if you're going to have victories, if you're going to get what God has given you, you have to have no exceptions, faith, and patience. That's the only way you're going to get from where you are to there. From not having to having. To not being able to be able. It's going to take faith and patience. You want patience just like you want faith. In fact, you need it. The Bible says so. Uh, hold your place here and go to Hebrews. The 10th chapter. Hebrews 10. 35. Hebrews 10. 35 says. Cast not away therefore. Your confidence. That's another way of saying. Your faith. Don't give up your believing in faith. Which has great recompense. Of reward. Does it pay to have faith in God? A lot. Great recompense of reward. Verse 36. For you have need of patience. Look at your neighbor. Tell him you need patience. You <laughs> and you need a lot of it. <laughs> Why? Well, when the Bible says you need something, then you flat need it, right? 
You have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Everything doesn't happen instantly in walking with God, does it? A lot of things don't happen by the end of the week or the end of the month, do they? No, they don't. So what's it going to take? <laughs> it's going to take faith and its traveling companion, patience, which is cheerful endurance. You got to be like that energizer bunny, right? You just keep going and going, except you just keep believing and believing and believing and believing. And if you get knocked down, you pop back up. Instead of beating the drum, you're believing, believing, believing. No matter what happens, you're believing, believing. And next month you're believing. believing. And next year you're believing. believing. And when do you quit? You don't. You don't. You keep believing on a specific thing until you see it fulfilled. People say, well, I've been standing for two years. Is it done? No. This is not a hard question. (laughs) Keep standing. Keep believing till it's done. Well, how long is it going to take? The Lord didn't tell me. Most of the time he doesn't tell you. On purpose. Why? Because time tries trust. Time tests trust. These things happen the way they do for a number of reasons. I won't pretend to tell you I, I know all of them. But I'm seeing some of them. And as time goes on and things don't happen and it looks like you're further from it than you were when you started, we're going to find out whether you were trying this or whether you got your mind made up and you are fully persuaded and you're not going to quit now, not next year, not 10 years from now. And we find out who really believes. If you don't have this passage of time, you don't see that. You can't find that out. And it's the only way for us to grow and become stronger. I know your flesh doesn't like to hear it. Mine don't care for it much either. But it's a fact. What's what's the end of this? Do you care about patience? I know you care about faith. Faith's on the front of the building. You probably wouldn't be in here. If you didn't care about faith. But do you care about patience? You should. Because they go hand in hand. He said you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God. You may receive what was promised. How are you going to get what God told you. He gave you. Not through just believing it. But through believing it. And cheerfully enduring. Until you see it. And experiencing it. Just because God gives us something doesn't mean we're going to instantly enjoy it. What's given by grace must be possessed by faith. Everything he gives is that way. 
You remember when God gave his first covenant people the promised land? Did they instantly enjoy it? No, they didn't. In fact, when it was time for them to enjoy it, most of them refused to believe, didn't they? And so then they wandered around out in that dry, desolate wilderness 40 years, and most of them never went in. That wasn't the will of God for them to die out there in the wilderness. He's already given them the promised land, right? But just because God gives you something doesn't mean you're going to automatically and instantly enjoy it. It takes faith and patience to experience and enjoy what God gives you. There was two old boys that did. Caleb and Joshua. They, man, they wouldn't quit believing. I don't care how many years passed. Out in that dry, I can just picture Joshua and Caleb sitting around the campfire. I mean, most of the guys didn't like them. They wanted to kill them because of what they believed. You remember when it first happened? I guess they'd have their own little parties by themselves out there. We're talking about year after year, decade after decade. They wouldn't quit. Caleb would look across the fire. He said, you going in? He said, I'm going. How about you? You know it. We going. <laughs> I'm going. You going. I'm, we going. Nobody else would help them. They had to preach to each other. <laughs> we going. I'm sure they just look at each other through the day sometimes. Going. Yes, sir. Years went by. Years went by. You reckon that tried their trust? Did that try their faith? Did it pay off though? Was there a great wreck? They did not die out there with all those other people in that dry, desolate, barren place. They went in. Caleb, as an older man, took a mountain. Come on, are you listening? They went in. They did get to taste and eat and live in the good of the land. Friend, no matter how much time it takes, no matter what kind of thing tries to tell you it can't happen, real faith is fully persuaded and is the same today and tomorrow and next month and next year and just doesn't know how to quit and won't. Notice, back up to the the sixth chapter of Hebrews while you're there. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. Hebrews 6.12 says that you be not slothful, lazy. Do you know it's easier flesh-wise to be lazy than it is to believe God? Part of unbelief can be laziness. A lot of folks would just rather believe it's not up to me. It's up to God. You got all kind of people who say, whatever happens is God. And if it didn't happen, it wasn't his will. And we don't know why. That's the lazy man's religion. And it's not reality. There's a lot of stuff up to us. And you got to gird up your loins and you got to go after what God gave you. Right? You got to go after it and not quit. You got to stay after it and stay after it year after year, whatever it takes. And say, God gave it to me. And I'm having it. I'm having it. I'm going in. You going? I'm going. You going? I'm going. Where are you going? Healingville? 
Prosperity town? Yeah. Miracleville? Yeah. Reaching the world with the gospel? I'm going. You going? Don't tell me I can't. You wasting your breath. I don't care how many figures you got. I don't care what kind of reports you got. I don't care what you think you can prove to me. I got something else. He told me something. Right? He told me something. I'm going to believe that. And I need to know and you need to know. Everything's not going to happen by the end of the week. If everything happened immediately, it wouldn't take any patience. Would it? You wouldn't have to have any endurance. And think about this. If everything we prayed for happened by the end of the day, think about it. If everything we believed for, confessed, everything we prayed for happened by the end of the day or the end of the week, there wouldn't be nearly as much opportunity for faith. I mean, even unbelievers on the job watching us would start doing it. Right? Because you'd say, hey, watch this. <laughs> and you'd pray and believe and whammo bammo by the end of the day do you think after seeing that a hundred times they wouldn't say hey I'm, just sign me up <laughs> right and it wouldn't be because of faith it'd be because of walking Messiah how do we know who really believes and who's just trying something out the man the woman that keeps believing when it looks worse and time keeps passing. Come on, are you listening to me, saints? That's the one who believes. That's the one it ought to happen for. Because they really do trust. And their faith, the Bible says, is going to shine like gold in days to come. Why? Because it's been polished, it's been tried, it's been tested. And it's passed the tests. And it is proven and approved. God has proven and demonstrated his love to us and his faith in us beyond any doubt and question. But we have yet to prove ours to him. This life is our opportunity. Why should we rule and reign in his eternal kingdom? Kings that he is king of throughout eternity when other beings don't. Why should we have audience and access with the Almighty, be able to call him Father? Why? Why? Because in the midst of curse, devil-filled, death-filled earth with trials and tests and so many feelings you can't name, We trusted him. We wouldn't quit. We held on to him. Others mocked and scoffed and heralded their education and tried to prove us wrong and this and that. And we said, we don't care. He said it. I'll believe it with my last breath. That gives him a right to give us that place and use us because we passed tests that others did not pass. The faith test. The patience test. Can you say amen? Amen. Hebrews 6. 12. That you be not slothful. But followers of them who through faith and 
patience inherit the promises. Why should you be interested in patience? Because it's through faith and patience that you get it. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is you need. Do you believe God's already bought and paid for everything we need? Just like the promised land's already been given. But that doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. Or experience it. What's been given to us by grace. Freely. Must now be possessed. By faith. And. Cheerful. Endurance. Cheerful endurance. Didn't the Bible talk about this race that we're running? The Christian race is an endurance race. It's not a sprint. Didn't he say Hebrews 12? Run with patience. Run with cheerful endurance the race that is set before you. No need in trying to impress everybody in what you can do flashy in a day or two. You need to settle into a gate. Like you're going to be here a while. Right? You need to settle into a stride that you can maintain the rest of the week and the rest of the month and the rest of the year. Doing what? Believe in God. Believe in God constant, consistent. And that's how we'll obtain. That's how we'll receive. Keep reading. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater... He swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. When the Lord says something like that, could you count on that? Could you trust that? Does that mean you're going to see it all by tomorrow afternoon? No. Verse 15, and so, Abraham, after He had patiently endured. He got it. He got it. Somebody say, he got it. it. When did he get it? The next week after God told him that? The next year after God told him that? Ten years after God told him that? No. No. It was decades. And they're getting older every year. Sarah couldn't conceive when she was 20. Now she's 75, 80, 85, and just getting older. He's 90, 95. I mean, they got time to think about this, right? Day after day. Year after year, it looks like you're getting further and further away from any chance of it happening. You think about Abraham and and Sarah showing up at the doctor. (laughs) She's what, in her late 80s and he's in his mid-90s or whatever and and, uh, said, uh, just want to check up, you know, we're expecting a child here for too long. You hear y'all laughing? But that's not what they did. God told them out of their own bodies would come a seed that God would multiply like the sand on the seashore and the stars in the sky for multitude. And they had none. (laughs) And the years went by and they still had 
None. I know uh, Brother Hagen, one night we were coming back from a meeting in the plane. It was two in the morning. He just preached that night for an hour and a half and and his feet's up in the air and we had a pizza in the back and he's laughing and cutting up and I, and one of us said to him, you know, Dad, not he was what was he, eighty what three or so at that time? And he said, Dad, you know, not many guys your age are ripping through the night air at five hundred miles an hour eating pepperoni pizza. And he laughed, he said, Yeah, doctor said most guys my age was dead. <laughs> Well, most guys, Abraham's age was dead. And Sarah, right? Not getting ready to start a family. (laughs) But they got a miracle. Didn't they get a miracle? How'd they get it? By believing God. And patience. Cheerful endurance. After he had patiently endured verse 15 look at it after he had patiently endured he got it he got it after he had patiently endured that's how you're going to get things that's how I'm going to get things it works the same way your flesh doesn't want to hear it one of your flesh's least favorite words is wait it's a four-letter word, man. It's <laughs> Your flesh does not want to hear. Wait. Mm. You know what your flesh screams? Get it now. Anyhow. Anyway, just get it. Now. Now. But you know what your faith says? If you wait. It'll be great. Just wait on him. Not a passive, idle, we'll see if anything happens. No, a confident, cheerful, enduring, expecting. What we know has to come to pass because of what he said. Go with me to the fifth chapter of Romans. Romans 5. Put up on the screen for us while you're turning there, Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. You're going to Romans 5. Ecclesiastes 7 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Starting is good. It's good. Finishing is better. Right? (laughs) Finishing is better. And if you've been standing on something for a while, Don't get sad. Don't get worn out. Rejoice. All that time you've been waiting is not in front of you. It's behind you. This is indisputable. You're closer to it than you've ever been. You may be right there. Things you've been believing God for 10 years. It may be tomorrow. You may be that close. Today. Before the day's over going to happen sometime if if you don't faint if you don't quit we're made partakers if the Bible says we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end 
We'll reap in due season. Due season mean instantly. How many are sure due season does not mean instantly? All Why say due season? You'll reap in due season if you faint not. Is there a temptation to faint and to quit? And what is that an indication of? Look in Proverbs. Proverbs 24.10. You ever heard somebody say, I tried that. I tried that prayer stuff. Well, you can tell by the way they talk about it. That's disrespectful. Prayer stuff. It ain't prayer stuff. It's talking to God. It's communing with Him. It's working with Him in the earth. I tried that faith stuff. You know, that confession. Yeah, I said a bunch of them confessions. It didn't help me none. <laughs> you just confessed it didn't help you. And you believe that. And guess what? It don't. It's working for you. You just don't know it. That never works for me. If you say so. (laughs) No. The Bible said in Psalms. uh, We're going to look at this in just a moment. But in uh, Psalm 105. The Bible said concerning Joseph. That until his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. You remember, that's 105.19. Just stay in Romans 5 if you want to. They'll put these up for us. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord did what? The word of the Lord tried him. Now with that in mind, put back up that Proverbs 24 that I asked you about. What was that 24.10? If you faint in the day of adversity. What did that prove? That that faith stuff don't work. What did it prove? All it proved is you quit. And your strength. Was insufficient. What kind of strength would that be? This is what we're talking about. The strength For with the heart man believes. You don't believe God with your head or with your body. You believe God with your heart, your your inner man. And it takes strength to believe and keep on believing. And keep on believing. And in order to have strength, you need to be fed good, solid faith food on a regular basis. Which is why you need to read your chapters and you need to be in church. Not where they're just talking about politics and reform. But where you're hearing some scriptures. Anointed by the Spirit. Because it will feed you and it will quicken you. And recharge you. So you can keep on. Keeping on. Standing and believing. Right? Because that's how you're going to get from here to there. That's how you're going to get from needing it to experiencing it. Hmm. <laughs> Glory to God. There's some miracles that are going to happen because some adjustments people are making. The enemy was trying to wear some folks out and talk them out of it, but adjustments are being made right now. Right now. Right now. That's why I laughed. There are some people, their hearts are locking in. Click. 
And they ain't going to turn loose of this thing until it happens, until they see it. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Nothing's impossible with him. Nothing. All things are possible to him that believes. Don't let somebody tell you you can't have it. Don't let somebody tell you it's not God's will. It is the will of God. (laughs) And through faith and patience, you'll get it. (laughs) Glory to God. No, people say, I tried that. A lot of times they're talking about two weeks. Aren't they? Month and a half. I tried that. I think I gave four or five times. That stuff don't work. Whatever they want to say. What was proven? What was proven? The word of the Lord tried them. They didn't try it. It's already tested and proven. It tried them. And they failed because their strength was small. Because they were too weak in their faith and heart and patience. So they gave up at the first sign of difficulty or at the first time it went longer than a few days. One of the first big lessons Phyllis and I learned on this, we were back in central Mississippi in our little mobile home. We'd been married for a year and a half. We needed everything. We needed a car. We needed clothes. We needed money. Phyllis is cooking on a uh, hot plate. That's our kitchen. Anyway, we got a hold of the word about living by faith and sowing and reaping. And it went off in us like a shotgun, like a light. And and we thought, well, we're going to believe God for some stuff then. So we claimed some money to pay our bills and to catch up. We claimed money for some clothes or just clothes. You know, the Bible said if any two of you agree, it's touching anything. We found out about that prayer of agreement. And so we, we're going to do that. And so we thought, we need a car. We need a car. That old piece of junk car. And, and so uh, we thought, we'll believe for a good car. And then we thought, well, hey, God's a big God. Why not just believe for a new one? So we thought, okay. And then we thought, hey, God's a real big God. Why not just believe for a nice new one? <laughs> then we thought, hey, God's a big God. Why not just believe for a top of the line? Every bell and whistle. So we're out looking around at cars and stuff, and we saw the new, of course, this is decades ago, we saw the new Buick Riviera. And this thing was so nice, man. It was so, so we thought, well, that's what we both like. And so we claimed one. And we agreed. And we did something that the Lord didn't tell us to do. I heard somebody else do it. We said, Lord, we claim us a brand new Buick Riviera and we believe we receive it in 30 days. And so we were so excited. We're expecting. And we figured, you know, that's enough time. For God to move. <laughs> Give God 30 days. <laughs> but anyway, a week passed and another week and the third week, and we thought, glory to God. <laughs> Countdown is on, man. And so uh, then it's the last week, and then it's the last, you know, the last. 
two or three days especially, every time the phone rang, I'm thinking, up, that could be it. I mean, every time we went to check the mailbox, we're thinking, up, could be something here, you know. We're looking. We're expecting. Last day, went to work, excited all day long. Called Phyllis at her workplace. Anything? No, not yet. Okay. We're looking. And uh, got home after work, 10 o'clock at night, and on the 30th day, 11, 11.30, midnight, 12.45. What are you laughing about? Got to get up in the morning and go to work. It's 1 o'clock. And our feathers fell. You know what I mean by that? We thought, hmm. Didn't work. Now, thank God we had enough sense to not just blame God and yeah. say, God, you didn't come through and the uh, word didn't work and faith don't work. Thank God, even in, we were so young spiritually, but by his grace, we had enough sense to know that. Anyway, we didn't talk about it too much, you know, just kind of try to forget it and go on down the road and. Weeks passed, months passed, and and we did. We were able to pay off some things, and we got a few clothes, and eventually, a couple of years into that, got a used car that was a little bit better. It wasn't a new Buick, and uh, wound up then at Raymond Bible Training Center. And about half the year in, first year, I'm hearing some of the most wonderful teaching on faith, and Brother Hagen himself teaching on faith. And I remember one day at prayer school, we're praying. And it dawned on me, all these things I'm hearing about faith, the Lord reminded me of that Buick incident. And I'm thinking, everything I'm hearing about faith doesn't contradict what we were doing. I thought, Lord, it still seems to me like we were in faith. Because what I'm hearing, I don't see where we missed it. Help me out. I thought we were in faith, and the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me, He said, you were in faith. In fact, you were doing well for where you were. Well, you reckon I got a question then? (laughs) Huh? If we were in faith, where's my Buick? (laughs) I mean, you know, just in faith and it's working and you don't get anything. I mean, I thought, Lord, I'm not with you somewhere here. He said, you were in faith. Until 12.05. I just sat back. I thought, oh man. He said, Joe, we're in faith. You were doing really well to be as young as you were. You were doing great. Until a little mechanism on the wall with hands clicked a few times and you decided my word wasn't true anymore. (laughs) See, he didn't tell me to set a 30-day time period. That's something I heard somebody else do that. And I thought, well, hey, that's the thing to do. Besides that, that appeals to your flesh because your flesh don't want to wait any longer than it has to wait. We'd have said it at three days if we'd have thought that would have been okay. I sat back. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm hearing a voice now, but this understanding just coming up out of my spirit into my mind It's like he said to me, son, you and Phyllis were doing great. But when you ask big, 
And for you, it's not big for God, but it's big for you. For where you are, when you ask big, be prepared to stand long. Not saying you'd have to always, but you need to be prepared. When you ask, you can't ask too big for God. Ask as big as your heart and mind can believe. But the bigger you ask, be prepared to stand long. And I thought, man, I'm kicking myself. I thought, man, dummy, we could have used that Buick. We could have <laughs> been driving that Buick, you know. And, and I'm kicking myself. And while I'm doing it, the Lord spoke to my heart again. He said, it's not too late. <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> It'd been years. Years. You know, but what's years to God? To him, a thousand years. It's like last night. It's like a day. I thought, Lord, uh, it's not too late. It's not too late. He said, no, it's not too late. He said, my word's true now. It was true then. It's always true. I didn't go anywhere. You remember how excited y'all were? How you were expecting and excited? Go back and pick it up. Start believing and expecting again. This time... Don't stop. Don't quit until you see it. I got it. I got stirred up. I thought, yes, yes, yes. I couldn't wait to get home and see Phyllis. I said, Phyllis, I said, you remember that book? She said, never forget it. Uh, (laughs) I said, let me tell you what the Lord told me today. And I told her and her eyes lit up. I said, let's pick this place. She said, I'm already there. Let's pick this up. And this time, we're not stopping. How do you get there? How do you get it? Through faith and cheerful endurance. Long as it takes. And so, we started believing God. No, we hadn't thought so much about the Buick per se as a new car. Years had gone by. Different models have come and gone. Of course, that model Buick was long gone. They made a Riviera, but not that one and uh, a year went by and two and three that's longer than 30 days <laughs> right and four everybody say four, four. years yeah. and of course you know life is going on we're not thinking about we don't have Buick on the brain we're not thinking about car every day but when we think about it we say thank you Lord We're in faith about that. We're expecting that. I believe it was some four and a half or so years. Came in. Phyllis came in. She said, guess what? I said, what? Now, by this time, a lot of things have happened. We've gone from a lousy little apartment to a better apartment and to a much better apartment and to a rent house. But we thought we had arrived when you didn't have to go to the washeteria anymore. Got your own washer and dryer right down the hall. Hey. Big time. She said, guess what? I said, what? She said, so-and-so businessman, she told me, he told me today that the Lord has dealt with him to buy us a new car. I said, is that right? (laughs) She said, yeah. And we knew he could. We knew he had the ability to do it. And I said, what kind? He said, whatever kind you want. Get a nice one. 
I said, well, get your purse. <laughs> and out we went. It was winter time. There was snow on the ground. We went to the Cadillac place. We went to this place and that place. And you know where we wound up? <laughs> the Buick place. And there was a brand new Buick Riviera sitting on the showroom floor that had some brand new stuff that wasn't even on other model cars. This, this was back in the 80s. I mean, it had electronic screens and all kind of stuff in it. And it had the Landau top and the wire wheels and special color. It had a bunch of, and it also had a big sign on the windshield that said sold. And we saw it and our eyes lit up and our, our heart, and we really hadn't thought so much about Riviera for years, but it just hit us like a brick. Riviera, there it is right there, Buick Riviera. We said, well, you know, if anything changes, call us. I mean, the very next day they called us. And we drove that thing out of the showroom floor. And the tires crunching into the snow. I can remember that. Brought that dude home. Does it pay to not cast your confidence away? But can you see why a lot of people don't get some things? Because they're just trying it. They're not committed. They're not locked into it. They make a few confessions. They say a few things. But if it don't happen by the end of the week or the month, they say, well, I guess that didn't work. And, they just thought, and you know, we did the very same thing. But you know, you can go back and pick it up. Hmm? So if there's some things that you let go of, and, and I can just tell across the room there are. <laughs> go back. Pick it up. Start expecting again. This time, don't quit. Don't quit as long as it takes. If it's right to believe for, if it was God last year, it's God this year. And it'll be God next year. He doesn't change. His will doesn't change. His plan doesn't change. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Did you find Romans 5? (laughs) Romans 5. When we say patience, it's endurance, cheerful endurance. Cheerful endurance doing what? In Romans 5 and 1. He said, being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep going. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. How do you get into the grace? By faith. What's got to accompany that faith? Your patience. And you'll see this in the very next verse. By faith into this grace wherein we stand, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Everybody say hope. Hope. Verse 3. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Now that sounds like our text, doesn't it? Count it all joy. When you fall into different temptations or trials or tribulations. Well, here's glorying in tribulations. Can you do that? Most people cry and get upset. Get depressed. How can you glory? How can you joy? Because you know something. Isn't that what James said? Knowing. That the trying of your faith works patience. What about it? But let patience have her perfect work. That you may be complete, perfect, and entire, wanting 
Nothing. That's how you get to the place where you don't need it anymore. You have it. Patience. Glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation works patience. Didn't say it gave you patience. Look what we've already said. Some people say, well, you know, those, those trials made them strong. No, trials alone will destroy you. Trials don't make you strong. But you can use your faith and patience in the middle of them and your faith becomes strong and your heart becomes strong. It works it. Verse 4. And patience works or results in experience and experience results in hope. There's that word hope again. And verse 5. And that hope makes not ashamed. Nobody ever trusted in him and was disappointed or made ashamed. And hope means expectation, confident, joyful, expectation. What are we being patient? What are we doing while we're patient? We're expecting. And because of what we're expecting, and we're so sure that what we're expecting has to come to pass, it gives us joy. Even in the midst of trying situations, even in the midst of seeming impossible circumstances, it gives us joy. And you can just flat get sassy with the devil. You can. While other people are crying and falling apart, you will respond differently. You will count it joy. You'll glory in the tribulation. Knowing. Knowing. That this trying of your faith and your patience is going to work out a glorious thing in the end. Because you're not going to quit. You're not going to quit. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Faith already knows how it's going to turn out. I know some years ago the enemy was trying to bug me with something. Something was dragging on, dragging on year after year, year after year. And, uh, man, it hit me one day what was going on, and I just shouted. I said, uh, ha, make it light on yourself, devil. You picked the wrong one, because I won't quit. I won't quit. And I'm not just a conqueror. I'm a more than a conqueror, which means I whoop you, conquer you, then I make you eat it. From now on. What what am I doing? I'm counting it all joy. I'm glorying in the tribulation. I think about Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. Born with a deformed heart. Incurable blood disease. At the age of 16. Bedfast. Paralyzed. Best doctors in the country said he can't live past this age of 16. And when he got about that age. He's going the way they all said. But he got a hold of faith. Got a hold of faith in God. And come off that bed. Hallelujah. And started preaching as a teenager. And preached for decades, decades, decades. What, 60 something years. Before he went home to be with the Lord. And you know what he did for all those decades? He told everybody. In millions of books and everything around the world. How the devil tried to kill him. And couldn't do it. 
Couldn't do it. And how he believed God and what God did for him. And no telling how many people got inspired that they could believe and they could be healed. Don't you know for decades the devil's going, why? Why did I put that on him? Why couldn't I just pick somebody that had just died with it? But no, not only does he have to get healed, but he won't shut up. He keeps telling everybody about it. That's me. That's you. Come on, is that right? So the devil can do what he wants to do and he can try to drag things out and he can try to hinder and delay and we say, hey, make it light on yourself. Because the longer this goes, you pick the wrong one. I won't quit. I won't quit. You pick the wrong one. Longer it goes, the worse it's going to be on you. <laughs> you want to do this so much till the devil gets to thinking twice before, before. Now he's he'll still do it, you know. But you want him, you want him stopping and going, "Do I really want to do this?" Because last twelve times didn't turn out so good. <laughs> Whoo! Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.